Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Happy New Year's, you guys. This is our first episode that we're recording here in 2022. This is crazy. You guys, God has been so good and we are so excited to bring so many power-packed, spirit-filled, amazing content to you guys this year. So we're going to pick up from where we left off last time. So you guys, we did a part one on kind of the emotional, mental fundamentals of a godly flourishing marriage which we were super stoked about that episode. There is so much good stuff in there. If you guys didn't catch that, please go back before listening to this one um, because this is part two of that episode. And this is covering the basis and the fundamentals of a godly sexual relationship within marriage. So we are really, really excited to share this stuff with you. And we have some shout outs to do in here too, because we can't take credit for all of this. There's been some amazing masterminds behind this. So we're going to jump right into this, you guys. So The sexual relationship really thrives when a marriage is safe, honest, full of selfless love. I feel like Alana, you and I could sit here and just keep on throwing out those kinds of words and like what really covers, you know, a healthy sexual relationship. And I feel like we can get really Mm -hmm. caught up in that stuff and, and really lose sight of the core fundamentals, which is what we want to talk about today. Because if you have fundamentals that are clear and concise, they're active work in progress, um, inevitably a wholesome sexual relationship will come out of that as well as, you know, the emotional, mental, and spiritual will all be within that. Or you could go vice versa. If we don't have, you know, a thriving emotional, mental, and spiritual relationship with our spouse, our sex life is going to also reflect that. So it really all does go hand in hand. Um, I think it's amazing how God has made us beings that were just so interconnected. And then even more so as married couples, you have two people, two individuals that are literally one within marriage, um, on that spiritual level. And now we have to be, you know, really integrating all these things together and we can see how things can get super messy, super fast. So fundamentals, it is you guys, we're going to get back to basics, the simplicity of the fundamentals and what God has intended, um, sex to be within marriage. Alana, do you have anything to add on that before we delve into things? Well, something that I'm thinking about is if we're going to like the the roots of it, if we're going to like the basics of it, um, you know, they'll know we are Christians by our love, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so thinking in that realm of, of our intimate life as well in our marriages, it's like, are we loving our spouse as well? Like mm. if we really get down to it and think about it, it's like, do we feel like our spouse is loving us well? Do yeah. we do we feel like we're doing like we said in the last episode? Are we doing our one hundred percent like, yes. in that way? And so, yeah, I think I think going back to the roots of it and the basics of it, especially in regards to the sexual side, mm-hmm. is really good and it's a really mm-hmm. great reminder, um, to not only you know have those conversations with your spouse and check in and see how things are going, um. But also in the realm of thinking about it as, is this the way God intended it? Is our sex life following what God's plan is for Christians? Yes. You know, right? Like, are, yes. are we on track with, like, if, if God's watching all the time, right? He sees all the times you do have sex. 
Is he going like, yes, like this is great. This is what I wanted. This is how I want you to feel. This is, you know, that versus like, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe there's things that you're practicing within your sex life that aren't wholesome or that aren't reflective of God's love. Right. And so just to always go back and just do that self-reflection and and see how we're doing in that, in that way, back to the roots, like you said. Yeah. 100%. And I love that you mentioned love because, you know, even when the Pharisees were questioning Jesus and they're like, well, what is the greatest commandment? Essentially, it's that God is love and we are to reflect that within our own character. So that really is huge for marriage. I mean, essentially, our marriages are the outpouring of our love to our spouse. That's why we're married, right? So that shouldn't stop. Marriage should be a continual growing on the up and up, right? So I want to address something before we go forward, you guys, and a question that we get often and that I personally hear very, very often is what does a thriving sexual relationship look like within Hmm. a Christian marriage? And Alana and I kind of just want to break this down before we go on, because I think that's a lot of the emotion and the intention that a lot of us come into learning about sex with is like, well, what does it look like? What should it be like? And I think that can be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about it? Because the last thing you want to do is have a mindset of comparison or a mindset of lack. Um, Because if you're going in being like, what does this look like? Because our sex life sucks. Mm -hmm. Then you're already operating out of a spirit of lack. And we don't want that for you guys. The Lord doesn't want that for you guys. So we want to kind of flip that before we go on because everybody's sex life is going to look different because we are also wildly unique as individuals for one. Um, and that's really, we would be doing a disservice to our marriage if we're just always asking, what does a thriving sex look like or a sexual relationship look like? You know, what is it like for you? What is it like for you? What is it like for you? Right. Because you think you're a sex. <laughs> so we don't want that for you at all. Um, I want, we want you guys to embrace your unique individuality as husband and wife and within your week in, or your unique individuality also comes your unique sexuality as individuals and as a couple. And that's where we want you to be operating out of. Okay. Cause that's where you are falling under the blessing and intention of a beautiful, godly sexual relationship. And I just want to throw out this reminder God is the creator of these fundamentals and of sexual intimacy. And I think that's an important place that we should be coming out from, you know, when we're asking about our sex life, because we should be evaluating things as Mm -hmm. married couples. But I think we should be asking different questions, not what does this look like for other Christian couples? No. What does this look like in the way that God intended for you under his blessing and his covering um, in the way that he created it right right and there's a difference too between just like asking the questions but then not doing anything about it or then feeling like having a pity party and being like oh well my wife doesn't ever initiate like yours does or you know Mm -hmm. um you know my husband doesn't seem interested in trying new things and so you know that's why things are just kind of stagnate and not really moving or like there's a it really easily can turn into that when you're asking yes the wrong questions. Yes. Um, and like where I'm, I'm very pro 
um, talking about this stuff with friends and stuff, like a hundred percent. Like I think yes. there's definitely a place for that. Um, mm-hmm. at the same time, you also need to be, like you with, said, like yes. asking yourself different questions too and giving yourself grace and not just having a pity party and just wallowing in the place you're at in your marriage. For sure. That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I think that we need to get honest with ourselves and really set boundaries for ourselves and be like, okay, I definitely am having a hard time with X, Y, Z in my marriage right now in our sex life. If I talk to this to someone, am I going to be putting that kind of energy out about my marriage? Am I going to be putting that kind of energy out to them? Am, Am I going to be looking to compare or get pity? Or am I genuinely coming to the table looking for an honest opinion and someone to pray over me and someone to help me get my feedback? under me, right? Like you need to be honest with yourself when you are talking sex with somebody who is going to be upholding to you in that, right? And I think it's, we easily forget that we're all extremely individual. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's really easy to put a blanket covering over, oh, well, like Paris, like you've said before, like that you and Neil try to have sex a certain number of times within a certain span of days, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so it'd be really easy for everyone to be like, oh my goodness, like that's what I need to yeah. be doing. Like, yeah. that's what she does. Like, that's what I need to do. But it's like, because we forget that, okay, well, no, like we're all extremely different people. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's still important to prioritize your intimacy and, and figure out a plan for yourselves at yes, the same time. Yes, for sure. Like we've been already mentioning, like comparison, it can just happen so easily. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I, we really just need to remember that even though we're talking in a broad sense, at the same time, everything is really, really unique to individuals. Yeah, for sure it is. In, yeah. in lots of different ways too. So um, yeah, just to keep that in mind. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but no, I love that because it's so easy to just fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. So easy, right? So what yeah. works for you might not work for me. Give it a try for sure. Like mm-hmm. expanding on, you know, new horizons within your sex life is very important, but yeah. do it with a light heart because if it doesn't work for you, that's not the end all be all. There's there's more things, right? Yeah. So for sure, that is where uh, I think we challenged you to really embrace your individuality within that even more so and make it fun. Make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have four points that really cover the basis of godly sexuality within marriage. And earlier I mentioned, we can't take credit for all of this because there is a mastermind behind this. And that is Miss Evelyn James. You guys, we were um, featured on her amazing marriage um, summit that she did a while back. Evelyn is an amazing, amazing woman. And she specializes in helping couples come out of a lot of strongholds. Um, so we highly suggest you check her out. And she is the one that puts together this beautiful format of the fundamentals or the cornerstones of a thriving God centered sex relationship. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say all four of them, but then Alana and I are going to break them down. So here's number one, there needs to be enthusiastic consent. Number two, intimacy should be mutually beneficial always. Number three, sex should be an outpouring of love. And number four, intimacy should always feel safe and be safe. So Mm. Alana, why don't you talk about, let's take, why don't you take the first one? Sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the first one, in case you need a refresher, was number one, Mm -hmm. there needs to be enthusiastic consent. And so we wanted to do this in a way that um, goes back to the word 
because that's what mm-hmm. we're all about, right? It's like yes. we need to know that what information we're giving you and what information that, you know, even myself that I would want to take in. It's Receive. like, okay, well, where is, is this in line the Bible? scripture? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And for so sure. um, Philippians 4, 8. I have that here, Alana, if you want me to spell it off. Sure. Okay, so we have this, Philippians 4, 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so that's huge because I think a lot of times we get like laser focused when we're reading scripture and we think of that verse specifically to the exact thing we're trying to work through. But I want to encourage you guys to like broaden your perspective a little bit. Think about what this means in your sex life, you know, is everything that you're doing with and for your spouse within your sex life lining up to this, Mm -hmm. right? And thinking about like consent, Mm -hmm. um, I think the word, like how they have enthusiastic consent before that really kind of changes how it it is like it's if there there needs yes. to be consent is one thing but there needs to be enthusiastic consent is a whole nother ball game yeah right like you're thinking yeah. about sex in a gen like and there's so many different like branches of it where mm-hmm. like we've said it's so individual and even between you and your husband or you and your mm-hmm. wife it can be very individual mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. things that you're okay with yeah. your husband might not be vice versa so exactly. to have that enthusiastic consent for everything, I think that's a really great um, cornerstone to have in your mind. It's like, okay, even to have the conversation, be like, are you cool with this? Like, what what is something yeah, that I do that absolutely. makes you uncomfortable? Is there something that you yeah. agreed to do because you don't want to hurt my feelings? Right? To just like mm-hmm. kind of flip it into conversationally and be like, you know, is there absolutely. something that's like a red light here that that you're not actually okay with, but yeah. that just we do because I want it, you know, like I think to have those conversations yeah. around consent would be, would be huge. Yes. Yes. Because within sex, there's such a profound amount of vulnerability that I don't mm-hmm. think you can relate to in other, any other area of your life. And yeah. With that vulnerability, it needs to be paired with an equal amount of respect and dignity and honor from both parties, right? Yeah. So um, to going back, I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of bunny trail here to get back to what I'm, I'm going to convey to you guys. Going right. back to purity culture, we've debunked a lot of this and a lot of purity culture just preaches essentially that the husband loves sex. Sex is for men. Women don't love it. They don't get pleasure out of it. And you're pretty much a doormat for your husband for that to him for him to get his sexual release. Right. And that is so far from the truth of scripture and what God intended sexuality to be. So, um, when we come to this enthusiastic consent, that is indicating that there is pleasure and fall for both parties. There is pleasure there. You are serving, you're coming together in love. This is something you each desire. And that should be a, a, a massive cornerstone of your sexuality within your marriage. Right. Yeah. And when we think about the word enthusiastic, I just think about it like with a big smile. It's like, is there anything that you're doing yeah, in your sex so life excited. or that's happening? But is there anything that, that doesn't give you that big smile? Like, is there something that you need to have mm-hmm. this conversation and be like, you know what? Yeah. But thinking about it otherwise, 
having that, like, is this an exciting, enthusiastic thing for you? If not, how can we get it to be that, right? How like you need to have this conversation. Way. How can that, exactly. yeah, how can you flip that and, and change it to something where you are enthusiastic about intimacy with your spouse? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. And I really like um, that this is the first cornerstone because it really segues into cornerstone number two beautifully. And that is intimacy should be mutually beneficial. We just talked about like the pleasure being on, you know, for both parties, there should be desire present between both of you. Um, This goes into a lot of misunderstanding. I feel like that we have to debunk and really get to the root of within marriage. If it's not mutually beneficial for both husband and wife, there's a problem. And I don't say that in a negative light, but there is some digging and some work to do there. So have that honest conversation with your spouse and be like, is intimacy always mutually beneficial for you and I, if not, why, and how are we going to get it to this place? Um, Conversation communication is where it's at right there. And then you guys don't feel stuck because I know for a lot of couples, sex can feel like this chasm of, of pain and hurt. Um, and if you're just right off the hop, you're like, well, heck no, it's not mutually beneficial for me. Um, then you need to express that gently and lovingly to your spouse, obviously, because it, it could totally crush them. Um, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, but that's why we need to bring it forward. Like, I love you. I want this with us. How are we going to get there? And then use resources, you guys. We talk about this so often. So we know that fellowship biblically is super, super important. And I feel like oftentimes we just take sexuality out of that conversation or out of that umbrella. And we shouldn't. You just mentioned that earlier, like talking to like really, really great people about it who have your best interest in mind. And Christ as the center is super, super beneficial. So do you have people praying over you guys? Do consider getting um, counseling or therapy with Christian sex therapists. You guys, we have a link for that through BetterHelp on our website. Go check that out. And books. There are so many amazing books out there. Alana and I both are going to off the hop probably just suggest looking at Julie Slattery's stuff through Authentic Intimacy. Yes. That's yeah. her ministry. She has amazing resources. Intended for Pleasure is another one that we really, really love and stand behind. So there is resources to help you guys. Okay. So going back to backing this up with scripture, here's some really beautiful verses that really we can bring to the table here and apply here. Um, first Corinthians chapter seven has some phenomenal, phenomenal wisdom, godly wisdom on marriage. But I want to go a step further first in that first Corinthians 10 verse 24 is don't be concerned for your own good, but be concerned for the good of others. That's Mm. really important when we're talking about intimacy being mutually beneficial. If we are selfish, within our sex lives, there is not going to be benefits mutually. It's going to be strictly selfishly. And that is a huge red flag. And that's where a lot of things can really start to manifest that are negative within your marriage. So we're going to take this back to first Corinthians chapter seven and look at verses three and four. Okay. So here's verse three, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over to his body, over his body to his wife. So I would like to just ask you guys where in there 
is there any implication that there shouldn't be pleasure on both parties and that we each have these desires and we should each be coming together to serve one another selflessly with them, right? Mm -hmm. Like those are two simple, simple verses that I feel like are often completely taken like way out to lunch um, with the whole purity culture movement of serving your husband, the wife gets no pleasure. And that is not the case whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. So number three is that sex should be an outpouring of love. And so I feel like we kind of even touched on this a bit last week in regards to like emotional intimacy. For sure. When I mentioned like the tanks. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to that one, just basically I had said that, you know, you have like this inti- like um, emotional kind of needs tank. And then when that is filled and your spouse is doing things to you that fill you up with love and like speaking your love language to you, um, you know, showing you they love you in ways that are unexpected and surprising to you and mm-hmm. like fill you with joy and love. Um, when that tank is being filled, that's when kind of the sexual intimacy tank is also being filled. So yeah. thinking about it as sex and outpouring of love in that sense, it's, it's such an active thing. Um, yes, it's not just, for sure it is. <laughs> it's not just a, okay, well let's go have sex now. It's like, okay, well yeah. no, like we've actually been preparing for this our entire day or like week or whatever to have that mindset around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking of a Bible verse or whatever that would be connected to this one is, <laughs> well, not specifically a verse. Um, basically all of Song of Solomon is talking about mm-hmm. these, this love that yeah. is just so evident and um, how intimacy is the result of that, right? It's just like, Absolutely. I yearn for you. I long for you. Um, mm-hmm. The imagery that all that reflects is just mm-hmm. gorgeous. And so I think, again, speaking to number two as well, like the intimacy should be mutually beneficial. Thinking of Song of Solomon in that regard as well also can reflect that and, and says that that is true because for them it was it was very mutually beneficial. And so it's just showing that yes and amen, like that God is is for that, that both you and your spouse need to be feeling, experiencing pleasure in intimacy and that that intimacy should be an outpouring of love and not like we mentioned a duty you feel like you have to fulfill or, you know, things like that. Okay. You know what? Another note on that. You rock that by the way, um, with sex being an outpouring of love, I think that also implies that there is preparation behind it. Because Mm -hmm. if you were outpouring your love to your spouse, you're ultimately preparing him or her for more love, right? Especially when it comes to sexuality. You mentioned that, like it's an all day affair, right? And so I think that was just a little, a little thing I wanted to mention because it is an act of preparation because you love that person as well. Yeah. All right. And then here is our fourth and final one. You guys, intimacy should always feel safe and always be safe. Um, Ephesians 5, 25 and Ephesians 4, 2 to 3 are two scriptures that we picked out for this. And I'm just going to read those before we go on. Um, all right. So here's Ephesians 4 verses 2 and 3. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. So 
again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. A lot of times we'll get like tunnel focused on what these verses are talking about, but why not use this as an amazing, you know, guide for your own intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. I think always looking back at Christ's character and then implementing that in every single area of our life is just, um, it's so freeing and it's so beautiful and it's always beneficial. So that was Ephesians four verses two, three. And then we have Ephesians five twenty five as well. And that's for husbands. This means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his body for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. I also went through verse 26 and then verse 28 in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies and it goes on and on and on and we're not going to break this all down because we do encourage you guys to check out ephesians chapter 5 on marriage but pretty much you see there over and over again like imagine how christ loved the church just do that for a second with me if you will i don't think for one second god was going to come in or jesus was going to come in and make her feel like, this is not a safe place to be. I'm not okay mm. here. I'm, I'm putting my, you know, I'm putting my self-defense up because I feel fight or flight is coming in. Um, Christ is not going to do that to us, right? His mode of action is always love for us. Always love. And that should yeah. be no different than us in our sexual relationship with our spouse. And so with that, making sure that each other feels safe and is safe and you're always relaying that back to them is yeah. absolutely crucial because otherwise so many things just aren't going to flow that the way you're going to need them to on a physical and mental aspect oh totally i know yeah. at the very beginning when like when i first got married and um so you're like having sex for the first time like i consciously had to like in my mind be like alana relax yes right like i had this thing I would just like, my body would just kind of clamp up because I'm like, oh, what's happening, yeah. right? Because is this all like this, this is brand new. Like this is like an entirely new experience that you've never, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And so if you feel like you're you're safe and, you know, if it's something that you've, you've been working on, like for me, it was like mm-hmm. a lack of experience, right? We just, we were getting to know each other's bodies. We were learning each other mm-hmm. and I was just kind of tense about it. Um, mm-hmm. But now... I don't have to think that anymore, right? Yes. But if, but if I had a, a trouble and I was feeling like I wasn't safe or mm-hmm. um, that my needs weren't being listened to, yes, um, or my desires, um, I could see how you would just, yeah, like oh, you said, because sure. that is a physiological response to a lack of, of feeling that safety and connection, and you would feel tense, and you would, yeah, um, there would be a, a lack of disconnect. So, Paris, yeah. for someone who maybe is feeling that and doesn't feel safe, um, what would you, what would you say to them? Or like, what would be something that Mm -hmm. would encourage them? Absolutely. The first thing that I would suggest, and this is speaking from personal, personal experience is to be able to even admit that yourself. Cause I Mm. feel like it's hard for us with something we probably, I mean, for us to say that we don't desire Sex goes against human nature. This is something guys put in everybody. So that's something I want you to keep in mind because for us to admit to ourselves, man, I don't feel safe. I don't like sex is against human nature. And 
it also makes you, it could make you feel like you're identifying with failure as well, right? Admitting that to yourself. So get okay with admitting that to yourself and like, this is really hard for me. This is whatever this is, it's not making me feel safe. I have baggage. I have, you know, stuff I need to work through that the Lord is going to absolutely redeem you from, but you need to get on that level with yourself. And then once you're there, you need to share that with your spouse Mm because your spouse is just as much two feet in as you are. There's never a you problem in a spouse problem. It's always a marriage problem because you are one. And going forward with that is huge because you should have the support of your spouse within this, right? So mm-hmm. admit it to yourself, get okay with it, share it with your spouse. And then it's absolutely just one step after, after the other, after the other there. Um, just being very consciously aware of what could be possibly a trigger for yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think thinking about it, like we mentioned earlier, how it's all individual. It's like, there's so much of these things where there's so many, you know, different avenues of it Mm -hmm. that individuals, yeah, need to work on, need to pray through, need to get counseling through. Like, yes, there's, yeah. And to, to know that you're not the only one, like, oh, for sure. The amount of messages we get from people who are like, yeah, we're going through sex therapy right now. And it, this is what I've learned or, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Like you're definitely not alone. In, in needing that and nor is it a shameful thing to need that absolutely not right it's more encouraging than anything it's like good for you for taking that step and knowing that yes. there's a, a need and a, a lack and that that god has a, a way to redeem that for you and your and your absolutely. marriage absolutely there's always victory in facing those battles head on mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot of you guys doing that and that is just amazing so yeah, you do. You need to face your battles head on. And there's there's always going to be victory. I mean, you've got the Lord fighting for you. You're covered in the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus' blood. And you can only go forward within that power, right? And so we want to encourage you guys in that too. Because um, that's huge, huge knowing that you have Christ fighting for you. Yes, absolutely. And so we just really want to encourage you and your marriage and um, we're praying that your 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 sex life, your intimate relationship with your spouse would be full of enthusiastic consent, that your intimacy would be mutually beneficial for the both of you, that sex for you guys would be an outpouring of love, and that your intimacy um, would always feel safe, and that it would just be a beautiful time to reconnect in your relationship. So we're just declaring thriving sex lives and thriving marriages in 2021. <laughs> turn it turn to you i mean um so we bless you in that and we look forward to chatting with you guys in the next episode hey friends thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful godly intimacy tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it we're also on instagram at kingdom sexuality you'll find our instagram handle below in the show notes where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode as always our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.